0: Music,
1: reviews,
2: chat, poems, comedy, writing, interviews,
3: ELFM, it's radio for so much more.
4: Hello everyone and welcome to Rate Quiet. We've got a great show lined up today, haven't we Peter?
5: We certainly have, Seren. Uh, a really lovely show full of interviews, creative writing, music. The last show we in a while. We'll be back in January, Seren. What sort of week have you had so far?
4: Yeah, really good one. Busy because it's the end of the school though.
5: Absolutely. Have you been at school or been at home?
4: School, but I had a half day today.
5: Fantastic. Are you looking forward to uh, this rather strange Christmas we're going to be having?
4: Definitely. It's going to be far from normal, but it'll be great.
5: Fantastic. Well, we've got um, an interesting little report now from one of the primary schools we've done a lot of work in over the years. Grimes Dyke Primary School in Seacroft. Um, Katie was there earlier uh, in the week and... She was doing some really interesting things and hearing about some fascinating stuff happening at Grimesdyke Primary School. Over to you, Katie.
2: Right. So I'm here with Louise Hill, the head at Grimesdyke Primary School. Um, I've been invited in here today to help out with a project. Um, and I've also brought along with me Lucy, who's our BBC volunteer specialist in film and audio. So we've come into Grimesdyke today. Um, we've just enjoyed a fabulous Christmas dinner here at school as a thank you. Um, I'm going to get Louise to explain a little bit about why it is that we've been in here today. Uh, we've been supporting the
6: Leeds Mencap charity today so By doing a song together, Uh, we've been doing We Wish You a Merry Christmas with the Makaton signs to it. So every child in school has learnt the song and the Makaton signs. Sadly, we can't do that all together in assembly and get everybody in one place. We've had to stay in our class bubbles, but this is a perfect way of getting the school together without actually physically being together so we've recorded in every single bubble they've all sung we wish you a merry christmas
2: and then hopefully we're going to pull it all together in one fantastic video tell us a little bit about what happens when we pass over the audio and the visual to you who what's going to happen to it next well we, we've pulled in a few favors today not only
6: yourselves uh, but we've asked Our inclusion manager, Mrs Lenton's brother, Mr Goldthorpe, he is waiting in London to receive our files and he's going to put them all together and make us some magical video to share with our families.
2: So we've been around all the classes today and had a fabulous experience in each of them, putting up the kit, putting down the kit, <laughs> putting up the kit, but it's been lovely and there was a, real, um, a really lovely sense within the classrooms of, of all of the children having taken part. How have they found the experience and keeping so Separate doing that?
6: Well I think we've been very excited for a start because we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now and we thought we were just going to do it ourselves but then we realised we could have some professionals so we've talked about it in assembly. You will see that the children have all come very smartly dressed today with the hair all gelled in the right place. Um, and they've loved being part of it. They don't get to see an awful lot of visitors at the moment because we're not inviting visitors in because of our COVID risk assessment. They don't get to see a lot of me because we're not traveling around school as much as we have done in the past. So it's been really exciting to see people walking in with extra kit and, and cameras. So they've absolutely loved
2: it. Well, we've really appreciated being invited in. I've been so excited about just being back into a school and, yeah. and yeah, yeah, obviously walking around with the mask on, but just seeing the children and having the opportunity to chat to them. Um, there's been a slight sense of normality to that yeah. feeling today. Yeah. So thank you for inviting us in um, and thank you for our Christmas dinner. It was wonderful. <laughs> I wonder how many of those I'm going to have before, actually, Christmas. Um, would you like to leave a message at this point, to to go out to the children as a sort of a, a thank you or a Merry Christmas to them, staff and parents. Yeah, we'd just like from
6: everybody at Team GD to say a Merry Christmas to all of our children, all of our families and the community where we are.
7: You are listening to Red Kite. This is Tony. I'm here with Autumn. Hello, Autumn. Are you there?
8: Yeah, I'm here.
7: Thanks for joining us for this, the last episode of Red Kite for the year 2020. This somewhat crazy year. How have really you cool, found doing well, radio? Right. And I think Juaria is what to start in a minute, Papa. Hey, Juaria. Nice to have you on the show. Welcome. So, Autumn, Juaria, if you're both there, how has it been making radio this past year under lockdown? And I mean. What's the experience been like?
9: It's been different than I expected.
7: Yeah? In what way?
9: I thought we'd be in, like, a studio, but then I remembered. (laughs) Corona. Yeah. That's not happening.
7: Well, we will be back in the studios at some point for sure next year. We're just waiting for vaccines to take place, take effect, and all the rest. But we'll we'll be in the studios. We'll be out roaming the city with our portable microphones again, doing outside broadcasts and interviews. So So both of you, we we recorded a conversation a couple nights ago that we're going to hear in a little bit, which I think we've called um, Messages to the Year 2070. And one of you want to just explain a bit about what what that's about for the audience?
8: So basically that was about us um, reflecting on this year and sending messages to people in the year 2070 and ourselves in that year as well.
7: And we're also going to hear some great music that the two of you chose, along with some of the others, uh, which we're excited to play. And, uh, yeah, anything else you want to say about the piece before we hear it?
8: Um, just like this song in my piece, it, it just means a lot to me. And I don't think I've ever, like, it's been a real, and since I found that song, it's been a real long time since I found a song that i have really connected to before that. Uh,
7: well, it's it's a great song. It's been in my head all day since I since I listened to it. And Autumn, uh, in the piece we, we hear a little bit, you, towards the end of it, you, you proclaimed Joaria the queen of existentialism, which was a great phrase. And you said you, that used to be your title at one time. Is that right?
9: It was my title. Somebody in the group said I was now the ruler of existentialism ah. because, of my shadow, because of my shower thoughts. Now I give it to Joaria with confidence.
7: Brilliant. Well, any last messages for our listeners or for the world at the end of 2020 before we hear the piece? Either one of you? Yeah.
9: I apologize for being such a nerd and picking my piece.
7: Oh, no, it's a great piece. All right, with that said, and we're going to hear your piece first at the beginning of the the feature. So Mm. here we are, the Next Gen Broadcasters, and this is a montage, a piece about messages for the year 2070 with some music mixed in.
9: was Isabella's Levi. It was from an anime I'm watching, um, The Promised Neverland. The song represents survival because the whole point of it was that um, the characters had to survive in such a crazy world that they lived in Um, and I think it fits the year quite well because of how the years turned out um, and how basically it's all just go survive.
7: (laughs) Well thanks Autumn. We're going to hear more songs chosen by the group later in today's episode. So I'm here with some of the next-gen broadcasters here at Chapel FM Arts Center. We have just over three weeks left in the year 2020, this historic year, and we are doing an experiment. We are recording our voices to put into a time capsule for the year 2070, so that we all, or any of us, and anybody else who's around then, can open it up and listen to this. So this is is our message about what it was like to live through this year for the future. Do people have any memories of when you first kind of became aware of the fact that this was gonna be a strange year when coronavirus, COVID kind of got onto your radar? Autumn. Uh, I remember my history teacher
9: talking about um, how, oh, the coronavirus only affects old people.
8: You know, you're perfectly safe. It's only in China. (laughs) Yeah, right. All I remember is just hearing about people around me and all I knew that it was in China. Then it slowly started getting to other places. And I honestly never expected us to be in the place that we're in now.
10: Well, at first I was just normally at school and then we started. Talking a lot about the coronavirus in classes after classes and things like that. And then eventually the whole school went on lockdown. Mm. That just shut down everything. Then after a few weeks, they're like, oh yeah, when you used to go on the home learning thing and you got to do your lessons on there from your freaking timetable. And you just went off your basically day to day process. And it was really hard because you didn't have a teacher there for support. And the only way to get support was either your family or emailing them for help and it's, it was a bit confusing
1: when I first heard about it I was skeptical that it would actually come to England and then you know it did come to England and then I was thinking it wouldn't you know come to me specifically wouldn't come to Leeds then it did come to Leeds and you know gradually I was getting more in denial I guess skeptical whether it would actually affect me and then it did affect me
7: something that is there anything that you've discovered during this time or started doing that you think will be part of your life in the future going forward? Maybe something new that you started doing?
9: Uh, well, my school is doing this thing um, where it's become necessary. Instead of having RE, we have like life skills, like um, yeah. you know how to deal with mourning, like how to pay taxes, you know, like a useful class out of all of it, because yeah. 98% of what we learn in school is a waste. Remember that kids, um, this one's <laughs> useful. <laughs> This one's bumped it down to at least 80%, I swear.
8: This happened after the lockdown. It was like September. I realised that writing books is what I should do because we all know that I just want to inspire people and music is one thing that I've just really connected to. During this lockdown, it was mainly the second lockdown it happened. And I just feel like I want to do something a bit different because a few of my friends have gone on the music route so I think writing is something that I'm going to do. It may be part of the rest of my life if I can get this first book right. Because I've been working on it since October and it's changed a few times.
7: And tell us just a little more. I know when you're in the middle of writing a book, it's sometimes it's it's talking about it can feel a bit tricky. But can you ch- share a little more about what, what the book is, what it's about?
8: So this first one is going to be like me and what it's like being blind and um, I hope this is the title I'm going to stick with because it's changed a few times. So I'm going to think that I might change, but I'll say it just in case. Okay. I might still okay. say, but so far, the title is The World From My Own Eyes.
10: Any other songs that anyone has? Well, I mean, this kind of like, I wouldn't say it sums up the year, but it's like what people have been doing a lot. It's called Why Worry by Say Off. And the point of the song, it's like telling you, it's like, why worry if it's not going to help you? Why, why start worrying if it's not going to help you go towards anything or help you in any sort of way? Like, You should start to calm down about it because we are starting to get vaccines and everything. So for everyone to start calming down and for everyone to start feeling a bit of relief.
11: Like you're happy
7: And we should say, you know, the fact that we're recording this again on December 16th in 2020, it was literally just, what was it, about a week ago that they started doing the first vaccines in the UK? I think it was last Monday or Tuesday, right? How did that, does that feel? Knowing that there are vaccines coming, does that feel reassuring, hopeful? Yeah, yeah, it does.
9: I feel quite hopeful (laughs) for the first time in 2020. Um, Mm. It just goes to show that um, things are changing they may not change for long because a new type of corona has been discovered in the uk um but at least it's an attempt i think another one of the most like important things that people are gonna like remember this year is the black lives matter protests that happened in america like Mm. those things were huge and if they if they are not remembered in history honestly we failed as a society other pieces of music
8: there's won't stop running, which is also by the Great Big World. And that is just like that's song just sort of an answer's like my whole life. And it's just like for people that didn't think I'd be able to like, be in the position that I am now. That had a really special connection with me.
12: Facing forward light out, I won't stop running for the sunrise Another hand to hold tight This isn't over I am way too young and I won't stop longer i can fake it that it's all all alright, that i can do this alone and i know that life is what you make it but it's hard to see stars when you're always caught in the folds every night in my mind it's a fight but i won't stop dreaming cause this isn't over it's never over That starts the fire then to shut my mouth
7: And be the one who gets burned Yeah, it is what it is But I want to go higher Cause I felt it once before I believe day... Again, talking to the year 2070 Way off in the future um, You all and lots of others, right? We spent quite a bit of time doing radio I just want to know Is there anything about making radio That, that made the year 2020? Why doing radio? Because you all chose to do radio this year, you could have gone off and done bunches of other things. So why why radio for, for people? Josh has got one.
10: Probably. I mean, obviously, we all have our traits and how we feel about something. And obviously, everyone has a varied of different opinions. Some the <laughs> same, some different. We all probably chose broadcasting and probably radio in general. Because we liked it and we probably wanted it to start a new hobby in our life. Also, maybe because we want to make people... Enjoy what we what we make and have a, like a varied audience towards towards anyone. To be fair, so I would say to make to make an enjoyable radio broadcast. Um, Adam, you got
7: one?
9: Um, I'd say it's like a refresh uh, in perspective because mm. when you imagine like radio, like or like mainstream entertainment systems, you can see their face. Um, you expect what you're going to get and it's all like pre-programmed pre-scripted um, and the technological side is mainly kept secret and you know held behind closed doors by the producers like uh, yeah. producers um being given the option to do radio shows a difference in perspective of a type of entertainment system that is more secluded and yet still interesting and um uh, you know captivating to the audience because it's kind of just like a kind of entertainment that People use that's gone both outdated and yet widely used.
8: I chose radio because it's something I've been doing for a while now, and like, I felt like really connected with it, and especially with the people that I was working with as well. I felt like really like connected, and it's something I enjoyed for quite a while. And yes, as someone did say before, you can't see exactly our faces, but you can hear our voices. And I have said this before, but not on here. A voice is more powerful than anything because you can really, like, tell how the person is feeling when they are, um, like, when they're trying to tell something. Like, like you can just tell by the emotion of the person's voice how they felt when they were recording it as well.
9: You really became the queen of
7: existentialism right there. (laughs) (laughs) So Jake is back. Do
1: you have... Do you have a song for us? Ah, right. Um, yeah. It's called Wild Side. Wild Side by a band called Ali. A-L-L-I. A-L-I.
7: So let's close this program. This is our last broadcast of the year 2020. The Red Kite airing on December. 18th. I don't
9: want to leave.
7: Well, we'll be back in January for more.
1: This is a song called Wild Side, right? By a band called Ali, right? And what I like about it is the fact that it's got, mul- like, it's got multiple languages but it still flows together and it's still got that same pace. And also it's jazz and you can never go wrong with jazz. Okay. Well, thank you in alphabetical
7: order, Autumn, Jake, Josh, Joaria and Elliot for engineering the session and all the other next gen broadcasters and musicians who helped make this show today's show and all the other episodes of Red Kites. All right. So hello to the year 2070 and goodbye to the year 2020. Please, God, say it's bye forever.
12: (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Guys, hold your ground. Do your thing, not his. You know you all got what it takes. So fly free.
13: Wa cha Na sense the loss I'm the freedom oca if you got see all right watch I'm Just but when? it's You know I'm all my inner if you saw that's gonna pass is in earth I got no card you have to end up so I want to me watch the plan
5: you're listening to Red Kite here on East Leeds FM. I really enjoyed that conversation uh, between Tony and the next-gen broadcasters. What really interesting insights into why radio is what it is and why we love it. Saren and Johan, did you enjoy it? Did you hear that? Yeah, Yeah, it was
4: really interesting.
5: And you've been making a bit of uh, radio yourself in a way. You've been part of the foundation group, both of you, and uh, we've made uh, a bit of radio, we've been writing, um, yeah, have you enjoyed coming to the sessions, Johan?
8: Yeah, it's been fun.
5: What's been good about it?
8: Uh like, I've been able to make new friends and, uh like, be more social.
5: Yeah, that really counts, doesn't it, this time of, this time of, uh the world that we are living in at the moment. Uh and Sarah, how about you? I know you're into writing. you've You've done a bit with foundation, yeah.
4: Yeah, I've really enjoyed it.' be really interested, like meeting people and doing all these things.
5: It's um we get up to all sorts, don't we, even if we can't actually be in chapel proper. we We've managed pretty well online, and I wonder if we'll keep some of the online stuff that we've been doing, but uh, it will still be great, whatever we do to be back face to face again. So um, talking of writing, I've been working with a young people's writers group a bit older than Saren and Johan, between the ages of 18 and 27. Um, They're really a continuation of what we used to call the associate writers. We've been doing all kinds of writing, I've just been flinging stuff at them and they've been responding uh, in poetry, story, whatever they come up with. And last week I gave them a little exercise. Uh, It was basically to write about someone else's mother. So um, they wrote about precisely that really. Some people remembered uh, friends' mothers uh, or even aunts. Some people invented a mother for um, a celebrity or somebody who was in the public eye. As you will hear now, associate writers with other people's mothers.
14: Dear Mommy, things aren't that great at Military Academy. The other boys make fun of me because I have strange hair and chubby face. They laugh at me because I sound like a New Yorker with a bad cold. I do that funny thing with my hands a lot. I tried running for class president, but nobody voted for me, and I can't quite get over it. All I do is sit in my room. I have no one to play with. I wish I had a hobby to take my mind off it. I don't know what to do, Mommy. Nobody likes me. You're Donnie. Hello, Donny. It's Mummy here. Don't be sad, Puppet. Now then, no one bullies my boy. You fight back and give as good as you get. Pull yourself together and stop feeling sorry for yourself. I had it tough in my day. I was one of ten wee bairns and we were very poor. But I was determined to make something of myself. At 18, with $50 in my pocket, I came to New York. I worked as a bit domestic and a nanny. I worked hard, and then I met your dad, and then the rest was history. And we both know you'll make president one day. Tell yourself you're great. Let's have no more tears. No one's greater than my Donnie. Lots of love and cuddles, mummy.
15: It's a slow night in the local public with gentle mumbles of conversation and awkward glances as the regulars notice the obnoxious birthday balloons hanging over my head like a dark cloud. I'm embarrassed. I don't want to be here alone, but I'm waiting for her, and she'll always be worth the wait. I count the minutes. I order a drink. I breathe in the silence and wait for the storm. Then there she is, a flurry of purple hair and hugs and excited Yorkshire chattering. Hiya, love. How's it going? You look well. Let's have a look at you. Beautiful. Birthday girl's looking good. Let's get you a drink. What's your poison? Wait. I got this. She disappears to the bar and comes back with arms full and a cheeky grin. You're old now. You need to learn how to drink, don't you? A glass is thrust into my hand and a smile creeps onto my face. She knows I don't want to talk. She knows I hate birthdays. She knows my poison and passions and fear. She knows me without words, and she knows me before I know me. We drink and the day leaves. I laugh into a pint so much I nearly cry, and my balance on my chair nearly fails me. I yawn and she walks me home, hugs me good night, whispers, only a few hours left, birthday girl, and kisses me on the forehead. And then she's gone, in a whirlwind of purple hair, and the comfort of the storm is over. But in only 365 days, I'll get to hate my birthday with her again. I almost can't wait.
0: The distant chatter from an older television set drowns out the silence, and occasional scraping of our knives and forks. Me and Dill are eating our tea, a classic Sunday roast with all the usual suspects meticulously prepared by his mum. The very same lady sat on the sofa, diagonal from me, feet up on the ottoman, wearing tired, old, fluffy, grey slip-ons. She sits there, grasped by the television, occasionally turning to look at us, smiling as she does. (laughs) She looks at me and asks if it's okay. I tell her it's great and the gravy is amazing, truly one of the best I've had. She thanks me as a grin spreads from ear to ear. (laughs) She talks to me about my studies and we chat. Dill chimes in as we talk about the subjects, commenting on this and that. As we finish, I try to go wash up my plate, but she assures me that she'll do it for me. I try to resist, but she's adamant. Her eyes pierce me as she insists.
16: Jones and Mimi would never let him go and see her, so we both had to go there in secret. On a good day, she'd kiss him and fuss over him and listen to records and... Dan said she'd be quite flirty with him, which made me feel a bit uncomfortable. But at the time at the same time I could see how much John enjoyed being with her. She was pretty she was pretty and glamorous, and she wore makeup. She wasn't your typical mum, and she certainly wasn't like any mother I knew, certainly not my own. But I'd often see John's face light up when he was around her. She encouraged his creativity by teaching him how to play the banjo. But the music and laughter stopped when her boyfriend Bobby came home. She'd quickly usher us both out to the back door so he wouldn't so that he wouldn't see. It was like a dirty secret. But then she had her bad days. When he went round, it took her ages to answer the door, and then she'd appear, dishevelled without makeup and with a cigarette in her mouth. She was like a different person. She wouldn't say very much to him, and he'd come away feeling dejected. They pretty much fell down for the rest of the day after that. I always got the sense that he felt abandoned by her, which is probably why he was so devastated when she she got run over by a drunk driver. He always felt that he'd been robbed of having a real relationship with her.
11: Hey, mama, mama, don't you cry. Even little birds are gone.
17: People, to the people,
8: you're listening to East Leeds FM.
11: The sun's gonna shine my back door someday Whoa! sun's gonna shine in my back door someday
4: So that was Trouble in Mind by Nina Simone and before that really interesting writing piece Found it really interesting. some of the perspectives they decided to use. What did
8: you think about it, Johan? I thought it was interesting because the way they described the mother and uh, just like being like seeing how what mothers could be and what some like wouldn't be as well.
5: Yeah, all mothers are different, aren't they? I'm glad you enjoyed those pieces, both of you. Uh, they were such fun to write. Did you uh did you guess who uh who some of the writing was about, like Billy's piece? No. About Don about Donnie and his mum. Who was Donnie do you think?
8: Donald
5: Trump. Absolutely. Well done. Yeah. So um yeah, and did you understand? did you guess what um the writing that Billy did about John? Do you know who that was? No. And Aunt Julia. That was about John Lennon, and it was, put, it was from Paul McCartney's perspective. Paul McCartney was a new John and his aunt Julia, who was like his, John's acting mum. And uh, so he decided to write from John's perspe- uh, Paul's perspective um, about John Lennon. Isn't that fascinating? He did quite a bit of research about that. So, yes, that was such fun to do. And, and uh, we get up to some really good writing in the Associate Writers Group fantastic and that was a song quite rightly as you say sarah and trouble in mind by nina simone so the next thing we've got is a highlight from love the words which went out uh, earlier in the week and on love the words this um this week we featured all the poems submitted by over a hundred writers for our poem in a box project which was six line poems greetings for the new year eight of which were selected to be printed up as cards and put into uh, food parcels for people in Seacroft. So the, um, it was like a competition, really, although we weren't calling it that. It was judged by two young people under 16 and uh, Jimmy Andrex, an older poet. And we have one of the judges here, in fact, with us. So, Seren, what was it like going through all those poems last weekend?
4: It was really, really interesting. Like, it sounds really cliched, but they were all so good.
5: (laughs) They were good, weren't they? And did you have a bit of trouble selecting? I think I asked you to select, say, 10 or 15 of your favourites. Was that hard or easy?
4: Very hard. I ended up creating a short list, then a shorter list, then a shorter, shorter list.
5: (laughs) You did so well, though and so did Paul um, who was uh, the other young judge and Jimmy as well and it was really appreciated Sarah in the work that you put into that and I, th- I think you all got uh, at least two of the poems in your top five or six were chosen to go into the eight and Katie, our own Katie has done some fantastic designs and they look really really lovely and they were delivered today to... Uh, I think to, to Naomi at Fall into Place Theatre. She's going to be putting those cards into the food parcels. And I think they will mean a great deal to people. There was so much hope in those poems. Um, so, Johan, do you write poetry yourself?
8: Uh, not much.
5: <laughs> well, your brother Sufian is beginning to write some poems. I know he's not so comfortable with the form, but I think I've nudged him in that direction. So, you might be next. Watch out. So we're going to hear now a little excerpt from Love the Words in which, in which uh, some readers, Pam and Lydia, Alison, I think, and um, Sophie, read out some poems from young people from schools across West Yorkshire.
18: Love the Nouns Love the pronouns, impersonal and personal. Love the Words, from ELFM.
19: So,
5: good evening, and welcome to Love the Words, here on East Leeds, FM. This is a special Love the Words uh, where we are featuring um, all the poems that have been uh, sent to us for our Poem in a Box project. Each poem is six lines long. We asked people to send in poems uh, as kind of greetings for the season and for the year ahead. Eight of the poems, were selected by a judge of two young people and an older person um, to be printed up as postcards and they will be put into food parcels that will be delivered around Seacroft in East Leeds in the next week or so. So we're going to hear now some poems from young people from the Co-op a- Academy in Grange. Uh, that's been one of the great things about this project. We've, we've had uh, people from all ages... Uh, writing in and writing poems the oldest being I think 91 and the youngest around 10 or 11 so these are young people from the co-op academy grange they've been to the chapel on s- several occasions during writing on air to present their work with first story fantastic organization working with young people and writers in schools over to you Pam.
18: Uh, this one's by azadar yeah. friends are a teddy bear you cuddle every day family are a guiding light help you in every way. Friends are a second heart, bringing joy everywhere. We all need a shoulder to lean on, a place to forget the rivers of tears encountered, a home, a family, someone to care for. Aman writes, New Year, fresh start, happiness in the air, a new chance, a glimmer of hope. Happy New Year. Yusuf. Season of joy where all get together. Every bird chirps the bright dawn. After the twinkling stars shining above the darkness. Season of joy. The excitement of children. Over the trees shines the star of hope. Now everyone sharing the mesmerising moment. Safe. Winter begins. Will it snow and my hopes grow? Hot chocolate snuggling by the fire. Will my dreams transpire? Peace, friendship, an end to loneliness. Peace, goodwill and happiness. (coughs) Subban, a chance to start a new page. The dawning of a new year. A chance to make amends with the past. A chance to turn the page, to make a fresh start. This year will be the best one yet.
5: We've now got uh, some more poems from young people. This time from the University Academy of Keithley.
20: Yes, and the first one is by Isha Hussein. I've had enough of all the fake The imitations and the mock-ups. Look in the mirror and just be real. Be the real version of yourself. Eshan Vahid I will work hard and put the time in. I want to be able to sit my exams this summer so I can prove to myself that all the hard work was worth it. Aisha Hussain What's the point of all the wasted hours glued to your phone? It's not going to help. Just stop. Seriously, just focus on your education. Luke Scott. I see myself in the spotlight, waving to fans, soaking up the fame. All I need is a chance to shine. Veronica Dordova It's been scary, it's been deadly. But maybe things will get better. There is a cure now, to put an end to the coronavirus. Zankozana. It needs to go away now. It's made me feel really fed up. I can't see my friends anymore. I can't see my family. It needs to go away now. I want it to disappear now and never return. Redco Ziga Wishing an end to cancer. Cancer has made us sad. It caused me pain and hurt. We have lost family to cancer. We need to put an end to cancer. We can't let it beat us. Aisha Ali Why change yourself to make someone else happy? People pleaser, no thanks. Be who you want to be. Focus on yourself. Be all you.
5: Thank you very much to uh, pupils there from Keithley. And thank you so much to teachers who had played such a part in gleaning those Encouraging those young people to write the poems. Sometimes in our lives,
12: we all have pain, we all have sorrow. But if we are wise, we know that there's always tomorrow. Lean on me.
21: To red kite radio and um, this is the youth music show i'm Sean and i'm here with jan luigi and connor but first up we have two very special guests here um who are you guys who are you who's this
17: i'm evelyn dot Ah, and what about you i'm joseph dot i'm joseph edward Harris,
21: Daughtry and McKee. Wow, that's quite a mouthful there. So, Aveline and Jo are going to tell us what they like about Christmas. So you first, Aveline. What is your favourite thing about Christmas? The presents. Do you know what you're getting this year? What's Santa
17: bringing? Um, I can't remember.
21: (laughs) Well, that's good. It'll be a surprise, won't it, when it happens? What about you, Jo? What's your favourite thing about Christmas? no it's it's oh it's actually
17: he uh, and when uh, when i uh, i give other people presents.
21: Wow, did you hear that? When he gives other people presents. That's what it's all about. It's Christmas giving and receiving. Receiving and giving. What would receiving be without giving? And that's just an amazing answer. So that was Evelyn and Jo. Thank you very much, guys. So hi, I'm with Connor and Jan Luigi now. And we're going to talk about our music-a-thon piece and what we've been doing in our next-gen music sessions. Hi, Connor. Hi, Jan Luigi. Hi, Sean. How are you doing?
22: Um, Good, thanks.
21: Good. Good. Are you excited to be here on the last Red Kite radio show of the year? Yeah,
22: it's a shame it's the last one. I love doing these. Yeah, it's
17: gonna be a while, but it's, I mean, at least it's gonna be back on, on like January or something, I think.
21: Uh, exactly. It'll pass in no time. We get a bit of a Christmas break in between, so that's all good. So, do you want to tell us a little bit about what we've been doing in Next Gen Music in the last, in the last term? Um, Conor, if you go first.
22: We were um, experimenting with um, an online software called Soundtrap to record a piece with um, online. We managed to get quite a bit done. Um, it was Jan Luigi who did a lot of it, actually.
21: Jan Luigi is very good at his digital audio software, he could teach us all a thing or two. Um, oh, we, we did have a few kind of um, issues with it, didn't we? There were a few challenges. Do you want to tell us about yeah. that, Connor, or either of you? Um, jan Luigi, do um, you tell us, uh, tell us about that?
17: Um, I mean, first of all, it's just I've never actually used Soundtrap. Well, I think I used it once but that was a while ago and I actually forgot, you know, how convenient, the moment that we have to do it again, I forgot how to use it. That was, you know, a bit of a strain, but nonetheless, I, I was, I I learned it pretty. It, I think Soundtrap is quite good for beginners. It's quite simple, so. But um, yeah. yeah, um, but the biggest issue for me was that I, um, we were all joining a group of collaboration, and the emails like it wouldn't work. It says, "Oh, um, type in the emails here." Now I would type them in, but like the accept button on the side literally didn't work so i was Uh. pressing it for ages and it i don't know how much delay we had for that but it yeah that was that was a pain but i mean nonetheless it eventually worked and as connor said we were able to get something done so that's good
21: That's the thing, isn't it? We all kind of powered through regardless and it was a bit frustrating, but that's technology for you, isn't it? And um, how have you found Connor not being able to be in a room and playing music face to face? How do you think that's been for for us all or for you?
22: It's much harder in terms of actually playing instruments, but in terms of using soundtrap Online um, sometimes can be easier for stuff like that because we instead of playing the same things all the time, we can add in different layers electronically into a piece and make a full piece by mm-hmm. using doing one part at a time for each thing. So it's quite convenient in some ways and not so convenient in the other because yeah. Wi-Fi yeah, crashing and yeah. yeah.
17: I think as kind of said, with some things it works and others it doesn't. But also, I feel like. A lot of the time, especially when we're making stuff together as a group, like as our band, especially when everybody else plays different instruments, we all do different things, it's really difficult to do anything. In fact, we haven't done anything because of, you know, bad Wi-Fi. And even somebody playing on their own can sometimes, you know, get a really bad sound and there's this weird buzz or whatever imagine if everybody played a separate instrument like uh, it yeah it would be again quite loud but quite difficult as well so i feel like that was definitely a barrier but yeah. at the same time i think i can't remember when maybe it was like the week before last week or something uh, i'm not sure but um we we there was this man who came in I think it was called Richard and Richard, he that's us, right. We did yeah, some he theory, taught us we, music yeah. theory. Yeah. That was quite fun. Because yeah. I feel like when we're all just playing notes and stuff, we sort of forget about how to it's especially when we're making our own music. Not necessarily if we're playing others. Especially when we're making music. You know, it's one thing to make it but, you know, we gotta know how to make it. So I feel yeah. like music theory is quite important.
21: Definitely, that's really, really good. We can use that music theory when we do our soundtrack pieces because uh, yeah. you need to know about all about rhythm, really, don't you, to get something started? Um, yeah. and um, so yeah, we will be using that. That's great, guys. That's a great, great review about what we've been doing. Um, we also took part in the music a thon, the 24 hour music a thon that was last week, and um, our next gen music <laughs> had a half hour slot for that. Um, so we, our last next gen music. Music session we just had a bit of a discussion and and talked about each other's work for music a thon so um yep yeah, coming up next this is the next gen music musicathon piece music-a-thon.
19: 24
21: hours of our music. Our our knees, hi i'm sean and i'm the music worker at chapel fm I've been working with a wonderful group of young people creating music on all sorts of instruments, songwriting, digital audio software, and I'm here today to introduce those pieces to you. So this is the Next Gen Music Group. This is Stephen.
19: See see
21: Jan-Luigi's drum and bass tracks. This is Alfie and a piece of music that he did on Soundtrap. This is Ashton's piece called Jazzy Tune. We are talking today about the Musicathon piece that Next Gen Music did. Um, so, yeah, it was a really great piece, guys. So, well done, everybody Everybody who participated and everybody who was who was on it. It started with Stephen's pieces, um, who showed us quite a lot of different instruments there. Um, I loved the brass band bits and stuff. It, they were really, really good, them, some good, good harmonies and that. Do you want to tell us anything about them? Like, did you do them with... The, what band you did them with? And just want to tell us a little about the songs that we heard.
3: I'm, I'm happy to so one of the songs uh was the first song that i did was played on melodica that was my own kind of one and it's yeah. called the sad clown i did it a few years ago original trumpet and thought i'd try and adapt it for a different instrument because i've been trying to learn melodica so i thought ah. it's, a nice, it's quite a uh sad kind of bit nostalgic and bit melancholy so i thought it's got the kind of right sound for it i believe the second one was uh, performed with Cardiff uh, Jubilee Brass Band. Myself Ooh. and Andrew both playing it, and uh, we've been playing in it for about a year We're pre-COVID. That is, it's quite nice to do, and it's kind of a, of a way to relax. Yeah. The third piece I believe was "Take on Me" by Aha. Uh-huh. Well, it was a cover that a friend arranged. And oh wow! It's played in my own uh, little project, which is a group called Crash.
21: Oh, wow. Good name as well. I loved that. I loved the harmonies and I loved the little, you know, it's it's arranged really well, is that? I thought it was fantastic. I loved your first song at the beginning on Melodica as well. It was quite, you said quite kind of sad and it, because it was in a minor key, wasn't it? Do you you, Can you explain to us what you were doing theoretically there, what key you were in?
3: I think I was in uh, D minor. Yeah, I was in d minor.
21: Okay, that's good. That's good good sounding scale. With a couple
3: of little accidentals here and there, but Mm. it's something. It it just, I moved it up because it's originally written for B-flat trumpet, so I put it into C and uh, into concert and then adapted it from there.
21: Uh, What were you actually playing on the brass band bits then? Because I know that you are a bit of a multi-brass band instrumentalist.
3: I was on the first brass band i was playing uh, the second cornet part because yeah. uh, i don't like the first cornet part <laughs> scary <laughs> in, uh, in the second i was playing uh, trumpet but i was playing the first off the clarinet part
0: yeah
3: and then i was uh, i wasn't actually playing from any music for the second verse cuz i was playing the tune and yeah somehow Lost the sheet with which contained the tunes. So I did it all from uh by ear and from memory. And the final one, it was a steel pan band, and that was a piece from Le Maze called Do You Hear the People Sing. Uh, I can't take any credit for it, it was arranged by the uh, teacher who led that, and it was uh, done through a, a program called Arts Live, which was run at Garfield Academy. I haven't played anything in steel pan since then, but again, Andrew and myself both played in that group, uh, and we've been playing in that for. Ooh, seven, eight years.
21: What, the steel pan group? <laughs> yes. Uh,
3: yes. Yeah. So, so I think it's more than that. We've been playing wow. since about year five or year six. So. Okay,
21: wow, cool.
3: And just for reference, we're 18 and at university now, so it's yeah. been a long time.
21: Oh, good skills, guys. Uh, do you, Andrew, do some stuff on the brass band stuff as well?
3: I do, I do but I was supposed to be filling in for tuba during the Comique t- recording, but I wasn't actually there during it doing it so I'm not in that recording but I'm part of the group
21: yeah okay fab fab does anybody have any kind of feedback for for Stephen for his pieces
17: um I think the take on me cover I think it was very well layered he got the song like like exactly right like mm. all of like when there's like a break and when there's like a bridge and stuff um i feel like you got that exactly. yeah right. and gen- generally just the fact that it was converted from like like pop music like in, into jazz um I, that that sounded very nice i genuinely enjoyed that thank
21: you Good review there, Jan-Luigi. It was great. Yeah, the bridge bit was fantastic, wasn't it, on that? I loved it. Um, So, yeah, next we had Jan-Luigi's uh, drum and bass tracks. I thought were absolutely fantastic. It was like old-school drum and bass and jungle. What got you into drum and bass, like old-school drum and bass?
17: I've, I've just listened to it for a while. I feel like I've always, for a while, I've heard of drum and bass, but I got mostly into it from Forza Horizon, when just listening to hospital records while playing, I, that's I know it's a bit lame, but honestly, that is how I heard of drum and bass, and since then, I just knew that was that was like my favorite genre. I just ah. wanted, to do that. and then and then I got really into jungle music. I probably will do some sort of like liquid drum and bass or something a bit more new, but for now, I've just done those two, and
21: oh yeah. What? Did. good place to start with the old school stuff definitely i like a bit of liquid drum and bass as well um yeah that's really really good does anybody have any feedback for jan luigi
3: aside from the fact it sounds like some of them sound like like the final battle showdown type music like during during like a film i don't have any feedback because they're awesome and i hope to hear more of your music someday
21: Thank you. Um, next on, we went to listen to a couple of soundtrack trap pieces um, and heard Alfie's and Ashton's pieces there. So we'll start with Alfie. Um, it was a short part of a song there. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it and maybe how you would think that you might like to develop that? Yeah, um, I mean, that
23: took me like, it took me about half an hour-ish. But that was only like a short part of it because in all it lasted like two minutes ish, and I wanted to like I was gonna try and put lyrics to it, but I couldn't find the lyrics I wanted, well without getting copyrighted and without like backing track to them. So it mm. it would have kept the backing track, so it sort of like clashed with the actual music that I made.
21: Yeah, okay. Well, that's part of the process, isn't it? As well finding the things that work together like that. Uh, does anybody have any feedback for Alfie about that?
17: I know, especially for the hip hop one. Like as 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 Sean said, that definitely like it did sound like an actual song. I I did genuinely like that.
21: great stuff so next on we had Ashton's jazzy tune uh, that was also done on Soundtrap and I loved it it had a real jazzy feel to it I felt like I was in a jazz bar then bit of saxophone on it and everything as well do you want to tell us a little bit about that Ashton and how you made it
13: um like I think it was during like when we like you know during like the summer thing where like we first like kind of had a look at Soundtrap I think it was like that like it was it was only quite short and I would kind of like to add a bit more like to it.
21: What would you add to it if you were to develop it? What do you think that you might like to have on it? It might be like, a chorus, it might be that you, some different sounds, it could be anything really.
13: Like, yeah, I, I, when I listened to it, I, needed, I thought that I needed an intro. Like,
21: an intro, okay. like I very much
13: needed an intro because it kind of just started rather than just, do you know what yeah. I mean?
21: Yeah. Yeah, came straight in. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, so, yeah, then we went on to do some Sun Ra stuff. Has anybody got any thoughts about what we heard following the Sun Ra introduction? Did it sound like music or not? I mean, there was this part when it was just um, a helicopter
17: and then it moved to a person closing a cupboard and then there was just nothing for, like... half. There was some police sirens. Yeah. And uh, they were more, like just sounds but I mean I guess anything can be music because everything has a note to it but it is definitely a lot more difficult to hear than like pop music so.
21: yeah yeah does any, have anybody have thoughts on that what it needs to be to be a piece of music
23: it could be anything really yeah
13: yeah, yeah. it could be like kind of like a recurring beat sort of thing
21: that you could. Like uh, if yeah. yeah. So, like, Gianluigi, like your drum and bass and jungle stuff there, like, um, I'm thinking like techno music as well is a bit like um, you could make that with the sounds of machinery in a factory, you know, that's just repeating itself over. Now, it's not music when you're in the factory, or is it? It's it's keeping the same rhythm, keeping the same beat.
17: Hear it. Depends if you are song out of it. Out of it. Or if you're going to listen to other things as well, then it just
21: sounds like a mess. That's good answer there. So it is also subjective as well, isn't it? It's like how you make sense of it as well, and yeah, Alfie.
23: It's more or less of what you consider it to be. If you make noises and put them together and consider it a song, it's a song. But if you if you just consider it noise, it's noise.
21: Good answer. But so it's subjective. Think. Yeah. Yeah. Good answer, John Luigi. The way
17: that I think of it is not um, how do you make a song, but how do you make a song that's nice to listen to? Because sometimes you have patterns or things that are, you know, generally considered as a song that uh, some people might not like because maybe the keys are off or it's too repetitive or you know whatever whatever the reason is and sometimes you have a lot more abstract pieces of music that people do like because they yeah. like how it can it doesn't just it doesn't go from one generic chord to the next maybe it's like a mix of chords or you know i'm just giving examples but i feel like maybe it isn't as important to know what makes a song whereas you know knowing what makes a song that's nice to listen to. Because yeah. an abstract song, sometimes it can feel really confusing and difficult. Other times, you know, you might really like it.
21: Yeah, yeah. Good answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do we feel about the whole section as a whole? Has anybody got any anything else to say about it before we before we call it a day? Yeah, Alfie?
23: I think it really led on from like one song to another really well. Like, the
21: order that you chose to put it in, I think it really worked well. Okay, that was a hats off to Elliot then for that, definitely. So, well done for that critiquing of the work. Um, well done for joining us and having a chat about Musicathon. It's been really great to have a chat with you about your musical tastes and what you've been doing and everything. We will be breaking up for Christmas, and we, we will all see each other again in January. So, well done, guys.
22: Welcome back to Red Kite, the Red Kite Radio Show. That was a song that I picked to play. I just think it's an amazing song. My dad introduced me to Thin Lizzy because it was his favorite band when he was younger. Um I think Saran has a question to ask some of the people um, in the room right now. Yeah, I was
4: Sarah. just cu- curious like what, what everyone's doing for Christmas.
5: Ooh. So who's going first? Connor, how about you? Um, I'm mainly
22: staying inside because coronavirus, lockdown, I don't have much else to do. I'll be, well, probably not staying inside. I might be going out into the park a bit. Yeah, just kind of staying in my hometown of Leeds. Mm. Very good.
5: John, Luigi?
17: Um, As as Connor said, because of lockdown and coronavirus, my mum's side of the family lives in Italy and my dad's side lives in the Netherlands we can't go abroad so yeah i mean i just think that it probably is it is going to be a lot more difficult this year but i don't think it's going to be terrible it's just like i don't know how to explain it i just think that i just think that even though it's going to be hard we can still have a good christmas um, Absolutely. Yeah, generally, what, what I'm going to do, I mean, um, the only homework we have is revising French. It's the only um, teacher that gave us homework over the Christmas holidays.
21: Um, ah. Yeah,
17: I, I know that's sad.
21: But... How do you say Happy Christmas in French then, Gianluigi?
17: Yeah, um, surprisingly, we haven't learned that yet.
21: I Aww. know the irony. <laughs> it's
17: Bon but...
22: Noel.
21: That's bon it. Noel. Well done, Conor. All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great, so. Sean, what about you well I've just moved in with my friend and her two kids who you heard earlier um, so probably staying around here and, and chilling out there's some woods behind me so a bit similar to Connor's really I don't, I'm not going to see my folks because it's um, going to be a little bit too crowded and and it's a little bit of a worry as Covid. So, so yeah, Christmas Day, I'm going to be at home. But I'm going to make sure I go see my family at different days around Christmas and make sure I see them and stuff as well. And, yeah, like jan said, it's just going to be a nice time regardless, I think.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Johan, how about you? Oh, it seems to have gone. Saren, how about you? Uh,
4: not too much this year obviously because of a whole pandemic going on um but I think we're just gonna ni- have a nice day at home with my aunt's coming around
5: fantastic well everyone have a very lovely Christmas this has been red kite uh, red kite radio and it's the last one of the year thanks to everybody who's taken part in it thank you to Elliot for uh, for being there as ever Sean. wonderful music and all the musicians next gen broadcasters great work, great discussion about radio oh is Autumn still there? are you still there Autumn? gone, gone, gone with the wind <laughs> alright, well happy Christmas everybody see you next year
19: see oh, ya one, two. <laughs>